there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. We've been looking at the fabric of favor and we've looked at the first, or we were looking at the first dimension of favor, which is the vertical dimension. That is favor with God. We read first Samuel chapter 2 verse 26 and Luke chapter 2 verse 52 where the Bible says that Samuel had favor with God and also Jesus had favor with God. And we looked at several things that are activated in our lives when we have favor with God. When we enjoy the vertical dimension of favor, we are able to be partakers of the following. Number one was you enjoy open heavens. Somebody say open heavens. That means you walk under open heavens. I mean, God's attention is upon you. Number two is you access kingdom revelation. That means your understanding is enlightened because you are walking under this dimension of favor. And I remember telling you that revelation is what separates men. What you know elevates you. What you know will determine if you're going to move forward or if you're going to be stagnant, or if you're going to retrogress. So revelation is very, very important. So I want to continue from there and give you number three thing that you are able to access when you walk under, you know, this vertical dimension of favor. And that is you become a recipient of divine affirmation. When you walk under this kind of favor, you become a recipient of divine affirmation. All of us, we crave for assurance. When you do something, you expect somebody to appreciate what you have done. You know, you want, a, uh, you want appreciation that uh, grants you assurance. When you enter into a business deal, business deal with someone, you want to sign somewhere because you want some assurance of security. When, 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 when you lease a premise to do business, you know, you, 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 you enter into an agreement and you sign a lease because that lease gives you assurance that you are going to be in that particular place for a number of years and that the owner of that place can never kick you or cannot kick you out of that place until your lease, you know, lapses. When you fall in love, you also need assurance, isn't it? It is more, just, it, it is, it, uh, it is more than just, you know, feeling nice. It is more than just having, you know, goosebumps. And, and having a queasy stomach, you, you want assurance. You want this person to assure you every now and then, you know, that they love you. They have to tell you, they have to text you, they have to call you. And the more they do this, the more your confidence in the relationship grows, isn't it? A story is told of, uh, you know, uh, a wife who was uh, very concerned because the husband was not giving her assurance of love. And uh, the wife was saying, how comes you never tell me all the time that you love me? Uh, I, I need to really hear from you. And the husband said, the last time I told you uh, I love you is because uh, I really loved you and I still love you. And uh, if I must say anything, I'll let you know. But I want you to know that I still love you. You know? But I, I, I believe everybody wants to hear somebody say they love you all the time. Isn't it? You know they love you, but you just want to hear them say it. Because when they say it, it comes out stronger. It, 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 has, it has an effect you know, on you. Because all of us are craving for assurance. Children will do something to please, you know, their parents. And they want their parents to say something to give them an assurance of the thing that they have done. 
And that's what they will do something and bring to you to see how you're going to respond. If you respond, you know, positively, the child will be assured of your love and your attention concerning what that child has already done. And sometimes the child will try and catch your attention. You know, they will try and do something to catch your attention. I've, I've seen sometimes even my daughter, you know, she, she, she will do something to try and catch my attention. I mean, she'll go to the salon and then come, and then she's looking at me. Then she starts doing this. Then I'm like, say, you have not noticed I've changed my hairstyle. I'm like, oh, yeah, it looks, it, it looks nice on you. So, mm, Dad, you are slow. Everybody wants assurance. Every now and then, isn't it? When you do something, you want somebody to say, thank you. So I want you to know, likewise, there is an assurance that all of us crave from God. When you walk under, <clears throat> under this dimension of favor, you're going to stumble uh, onto divine affirmation. God is going to say something about yourself. Or God is going to say something about you as a person. God is going to say something about your, your, um, your life. He's going to say something about your actions. He's going to say something about you. And that will really boost your confidence. Because ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we even doubt ourselves. Isn't it true? Yeah, you really doubt yourself. Sometimes you feel like, hey, is it real? Am I really saved? Talk to me, somebody. Have you ever done something and you're like, hey, am I really saved? Did I say that? Did I think like that? Did I do that? Sometimes we really even doubt ourselves. And once in a while, we need that affirmation from God. And God will always affirm our salvation when we walk under this dimension of favor. Sometimes we even doubt if we are loved. Sometimes we, 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 we doubt even our gifts. We doubt our talents. We doubt if we are talented or not. Because sometimes we compare ourselves with other people and other people have pronounced gifts as, you know, ours are hidden. And sometimes you find like you really question if you're gifted, really question if you're anointed or you have something inside of you. But when you walk under this kind of favor, then you receive affirmation from God. Can I get an amen in this house? Ask your neighbor for me, how are you feeling about yourself? <clears throat> How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Because sometimes you don't feel good about yourself. You have a low self-esteem. You feel worthless. You know, you feel like you will never amount to anything. Sometimes you even feel ugly. You look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see. You look at that nose and you're like, God, I wish you adjusted here a little bit. Look at your ears and you feel like they are unbalanced. They look like satellite dishes. Have you seen satellite dishes? <laughs> And you don't really have confidence in who you are as a person. You know, you look at your skin. You don't, you don't like the pigmentation of your skin. Sometimes you don't even like your height. Sometimes you don't even like your legs, ladies. Ladies, praise the Lord. That's why you wear long skirts. Because you're not confident with your legs. When you're in the ushering and they say, we are wearing short skirts, that week you are stressed. Because you're wondering what's going to happen to me. You don't really like what you see. I gave you a story of Pastor Mary. She was not very confident about her legs. And one time I told her, I like your legs. And that changed her life. 
her life was changed. When I came into my life, I changed, I changed her life. Ladies and gentlemen, I changed her life. I transformed her life, I'm telling you. Yeah. Now she's proud of her legs. Because the first time she wore a short skirt, I told her, why have you been hiding these legs from me? These legs are fantastic. They make everything within me vibrate, I'm telling you. And she was like, are you sure? I say, yes. Sometimes we are not confident. Do you understand? Now you see some of you are offended. offended I'm talking about my wife. When you have your chance, talk about yours. This is mine. So you have yours. Yeah, talk about yours when you have your own chance. <laughs> oh, he should just preach about Jesus. Why is he talking about her? No, 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 no. She's my wife. And it is Jesus who gave me. <laughs> so many of us, we are not even sure about ourselves. And we need assurance. Hallelujah. We need can we go deeper? Matthew chapter 17 verse 1. Give me the scripture. Matthew Now after six days Jesus took Peter, James and John his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. Verse 2 <clears throat> And he was transfigured Who was transfigured? Jesus, before them, his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Then verse 3, what happened? And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Verse 4, then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Verse 5. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this, look at that. A voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. There was a voice from heaven. Divine affirmation. There was a voice from heaven. And what did the voice say? The voice said, this is my son. My beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God vindicated Jesus in the eyes of his disciples. God affirmed his love, his favor upon Jesus. You know, in the eyes of his disciples. They heard the voice from heaven splitting the clouds permeating the clouds, and the voice was from God. And God himself spoke, and he said, this is my beloved son. Why? Because Jesus had favor with God. Jesus was enjoying this dimension of favor. He had favor with God. You see, when you have favor with God, you become his beloved. And God, when you become his beloved, God will always affirm his love over your life. He will say, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. When God's favor is upon you, let me tell you, God will brag about you. 
He will identify himself with you. And that will boost your confidence. Can you imagine how Jesus walked around the disciples after they heard what God said about him? He felt very good. He felt very nice. Affirmation will always boost your confidence. You will feel confident. You will feel very, very nice. Imagine if God was to thunder in this congregation and say about me, me, this is my beloved son. You see, I'm the one speaking so I can talk about me. When you have the microphone, you talk about you. So, uh, if, he, if he thunders and he says, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleasing, hear him. Let me tell you, my preaching will go to the next level. Because God himself has endorsed me. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, this, this kind of favor makes God even announce you. He announces you to the world. God announces you to the people who are around you. God declares who you are to him around the people, uh, uh, to the people who are around you. That is how powerful this kind of favor is. I prophesy over you that as you enjoy this favor, may God announce you to the world. I say may God announce you to the world in the name of Jesus. May God announce you to the people who have been looking down on you, saying that you will never amount to anything. May God thunder from the heavens. And declare that you are his beloved in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder amen in this house. Number four. Number four. When you walk under this kind of favor, you are empowered to accomplish complex tasks. You are empowered to accomplish complex tasks. When you walk under this dimension of favor, you are empowered by God to accomplish very complex tasks, difficult tasks, tasks that you cannot accomplish by your own might and your own strength. When this kind of favor comes upon you, I'm telling you, you are strengthened by God. You are empowered supernaturally, supernaturally to be able to uh, accomplish complex tasks. Now, everyone here has a unique calling. Look at your neighbor and tell them you have a unique calling. Everybody here, God has called you uniquely. God has called you in a different way. And so you cannot try to be somebody else because you have your own assignment which determines the path that you should be able to tread on. So every one of us here, you have your own unique assignment that God wants you to accomplish here on earth. And some of us, we have very complex assignments. Assignments that will pull everything out of us. Assignment, assignments that will stretch us. Assignments that will really require something extra, you know, in, in our lives to make things happen. Assignments that will make us spend, you know, sleepless nights. Assignments that will make us burn the midnight oil to make things move. Assignments that will make us, you know, uh, really, really uh, stretch ourselves, stretch our gifts and our talents, you know, go to the recesses of our being, pull out, you know, wisdom, pull out our, our, our gifts and our talents for those assignments to be able to, uh, to be fulfilled. For some of us, our assignments are not that complex. But for some people, the assignments are very complex and they will need something extra. Somebody say something extra. What is this something extra? This something extra is favor. They will need favor for them to pull off the assignment that God has for them to fulfill. 
In Luke chapter 1, we are introduced to a young lady by the name Mary. And the angel appeared to Mary to inform her of her assignment. And the assignment that the angel, you know, informed Mary about was a very complex assignment. She was going to conceive without a man. And she was going to carry a Messiah in her womb. And she was a virgin. Ask your neighbor, are you a virgin? <laughs> Why are you people laughing? It's supposed to be a question. Oh, I know why you are laughing. Okay, moving on swiftly. Tell anybody I got your answer. Pastor Zef, are you a virgin? <laughs> Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor. By the grace of God, I am a virgin. <laughs> anyway, she was a virgin. She was not married. She was dating a very handsome man by the name Joseph. And, this, and, and the angel comes and he tells her that you're going to conceive. And in your womb, you're going to carry God. You're going to carry the Messiah. You're going to carry Jesus, who is going to die for the sins of the world. But I want you to look at something here. You see, this was quite an assignment. Because this is a young girl in a village in Nazareth. She had not known any man. She's inexperienced in many things. You know, she was falling in love for the first time. And she was trying to, you know, build this relationship with Joseph, you know. And she was even wondering what, what, what she was going to tell Joseph about this, you know, assignment. And she knew very well that what was going to happen to her. Because in those days, they were very, very strict. If you were, if, if, if you were to get married, they had to check if you are a virgin. And if they realize you are not, you are to be stoned to death. So her life was even hanging in the balance. According to the Jewish culture, what used to happen after you get married, they used to take you to a room for honeymoon, you know, and then there are people outside waiting. After you do whatever you're supposed to do, you must bring evidence that actually you are a virgin. You know the evidence, isn't it? Oh, so you know. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> And, and, and so, I mean, I mean, things were, the, 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 the assignment, the assignment was quite an assignment. So a lot of things were going to be changed in her life. Her life was at risk. Her relationship was at risk. And that's why you see, when, when Joseph discovered this assignment, the Bible says he, he, he planned to leave her secretly. The angel, the, 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 uh, sorry, God had to appear to him through a dream. But he, he, he was planning just, you know, you know, you know, you know, Joseph was a, a nice guy. He wanted to break the relationship in a good way. But I've realized there's no good way of breaking a relationship. If you send a text, the lady will still cry. If you ignore her text, she will still cry. 
If you tell her, let's just be brothers and sisters, she will still cry. If you say, let us be prayer partners, <laughs> she will still cry. So it was a very difficult situation for Mary. Here is God speaking to her, telling her, Mary, you're going to conceive and you're going to give birth to a Messiah. And this man, he will not just be your child. This is the son of God. At some point, he's going to die. And he's going to die a very shameful death. It was a heavy assignment. Can you imagine giving birth to somebody you know is you know going to be crucified? And die naked, stretched wide, hung high. And everybody is spitting on him and everybody is saying all manner of things against him. That was the assignment that Mary had. But because of favor, she was able to do it. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I show you something here. Verse 26. Now, can we read together? Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Verse 27. Move quickly. Huh? Huh? To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. Then verse 28. And having come in, the angel said to her, look at that. Even before delivering the news, Are you with me, somebody? Even before telling her of the assignment, the angel said something that was very powerful. He said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Even before downloading the assignment, the first thing that the angel assured Mary of was favor. He told Mary, I want you to know that you have been favored by God. And not just favored, you are highly favored. <laughs> and then the Lord is with you. And you are blessed among women. The angel told Mary that she was blessed among women. The angel told Mary my wife, that she is blessed among <laughs> any of you guys are that slow. Blessed among women. Highly favored one. Then verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Verse 30. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid Mary, for you have <laughs> talk to me somebody. You have favor with God. So this assignment that you have been given to do, to carry the Messiah in your womb, you are able to do it because the favor of God is upon you. It looks impossible. It has never been done before. It is even unheard of. It is going to shake your relationship. But I want you to know because of the favor of God upon your life, you are going to fulfill that assignment. 
I don't know who I'm preaching to in this house. I don't know what your assignment is, but let me tell you, when the favor of God comes upon you, it doesn't matter how huge, how difficult, how impossible that assignment is. When God's favor rests upon your life, whatever God has commissioned you to do, you are going to accomplish it in the name of Jesus. Receive favor this morning. May you be highly favored this morning to accomplish difficult tasks in the name of Jesus. Touch your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I am highly favored by God. Tell them again, neighbor, I am highly favored by God. Touch another one and tell them, neighbor, I am highly favored by God. Because you're highly favored, you will fulfill your vision, you will fulfill your mission, you will fulfill your assignment here on earth in the name of Jesus. What you feel God is telling you to do, even if you don't have money for it, you need the currency of favor. If you can have the currency of favor, you're going to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Am I speaking to the right congregation this morning? Shout a louder yes in this house. So whatever it is, because of favor, you're going to have it. My goodness, because of favor, I know you're 45, but you will get married. The devil is a liar. Because of favor, I know you're single, but you can still buy a house. Because of favor, you will live in your dream house in the name of Jesus. Because of favor, that incurable disease in your body is being healed this morning in the name of Jesus. Can I hear louder amen in this house? Because of favor, your children will be educated. I know you don't have a very good job, but favor is hitting your life this morning. They will go to a secondary school. They will go to the university. They will even go abroad for further studies because of the favor of God upon your life. Shout amen in this house if you believe it. Touch your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I am highly favored. Touch another and tell them, neighbor, I am highly favored. Do you realize that there is favor on COT? We shall build that sanctuary because of the favor of God. It looks huge. It looks impossible. But let me tell you one of these fine days, we shall finish the sanctuary and you will remember this message that though your beginning might be small, your letter end will be greater. Shout yeah! May this favor make you accomplish complex, complex tasks in your life in the name of Jesus. Things that you look at and you say, will this one happen? Will I ever do this? Will I ever buy land? Will I ever build a house? Will I ever get married? Will I ever get children? But let favor come upon your life. Hallelujah. Look, look at what Mary said. How can this be? How shall it be? How will it happen? I don't even need a man. There are dimensions you don't need a man. You need the favor of God. Because in those dimensions, even men are not there. Oh, am I preaching to the right people in this house? In those levels, when you access those levels, you realize men are not there. The only thing that is there is favor. May favor elevate you this morning. May favor make you acquire things that you will not acquire with your natural strength. In the name of Jesus.
May favor bring things that you thought you will never enjoy in your lifetime in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes in this house. Shout a louder yes in this house. Can we go a little bit deeper? There's another man called Joseph. He started having dreams as a young boy. And he's dreaming he'll become a leader. He's dreaming that, you know, he was standing and his brothers were bowing before him. It looked impossible. One day he even had a dream and it was like his own father was bowing before him. And when the father was told about this dream, the father was a bit concerned. He rebuked him. But the Bible says the father considered the dream in his heart because he was a man of wisdom. He started thinking very seriously about that dream. This was just a small boy. And because of his dream, you know, his brother started hated him. They hated him for his dream. They sold him in slavery. They lied upon him. Somebody lied upon him. He ended up in prison. He had a dream. But his circumstances did not look like the dream that he had. He dreamt that he would be a ruler. He dreamt that he would be a leader. But look at him. He's in the pit. He's in the pit with snakes and scorpions. And then a few moments later, he's with the Ishmaelites as a slave. A few moments later, he's being sold in Egypt. Potiphar buys him. And he becomes a shamba boy. This is a guy that had a dream. I'm sure at some point, Joseph was just like, eh, sometimes we dream things, but let me tell you, I don't think they can really come to pass. And he was wondering what's going to happen to his dream. He ended up in prison. He thought he would come out of prison, but the guy who was supposed to help him to come out of prison forgot about him. And he knew his dream was over. But there is something I want you to notice as you read the story of Joseph. One thing, that the Bible keeps saying is, the Lord was with him. Look at Genesis chapter 39 and verse 21. But the Lord, but the Lord, Genesis 39 verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And showed him mercy and gave him, talk to me somebody, and gave him what? In the sight of the keeper of the prison. God gave him favor. It is favor that kept Joseph going. It is favor that strengthened Joseph. It is favor that cushioned Joseph. He went through all these challenges. He went through all these difficulties. He went through all these vicissitudes of life. But it is the favor of God that kept him going. Look, sometimes we don't choose what happens to you. But if you can just have the favor of God, no matter what happens to you, you will keep on going. They will put you in a pit, but you will keep on going. They will sell you in a strange land, but you will keep on going. They will put you in a prison, but you will keep on going. Can I hear louder amen in this house? They will lie on you, but you will keep on going. I feel like preaching this morning. They will throw all sorts of insults, oh yes, on you, but you will keep on going. Why? Because favor becomes the fuel in your life that keeps you moving from one level to another, through one challenge to the other. It keeps you going and going and going until you get to a place where what you dreamt become a reality. One day I'm telling you, Joseph became a prime minister. Because of the favor of God upon his life. And one day, 
his brothers and his father, they came and bowed before him. And a dream that he had so many years ago came to pass because of favor. May the favor of God be with you. No matter what you have dreamt, no matter the vision that you have, no matter the challenges you are facing, may the favor of God go with you. May it keep you going despite the challenges on the way in the name of Jesus. Touch your neighbor and tell them, I am favored. Oh my goodness, tell them one more time, I am favored. I feel like preaching this morning. Tell them again, I am favored. Look, when the favor of God is upon your life, no matter what is thrown at you, you will keep going. You will keep going. You will keep going. Somebody shout a big amen. Give God a praise in this house. Come and fix me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number. Huh? Number. Number five. When you walk under this dimension of favor. Are you ready for this? Uh, are you sure? Are you really, really sure? Ask your neighbor, are you sure? Do you think they're sure? Do they look sure? Do they sound sure? And you, are you sure? All right, number four. Is it four or five? All right. So you're with me. When you walk under this dimension of favor, you get compensation for your losses. You get compensation for your losses. Recently, I saw a story, very interesting story, of a man who sued um, a supermarket for denying his cut entry. And so he sued the supermarket because they did not want the cat to access the premise. <laughs> a cat. A cat. You see the way we deal with cats here. <laughs> there are countries which begin with letter blah, 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 where compensation is huge. People look for loopholes to get compensated. They will look for something small when they come to where you are, you know, for them to be able to be compensated. I remember one time I was shopping with another pastor. We went, we went, we went, and then something happened. He fell down. Pastor Mary and I, we wanted to grab that pastor. That pastor said, leave me. Don't touch me. So we didn't touch her. We stayed there and we waited until the param paramedics were brought. And they picked her. And they put her in an ambulance and took her to the hospital. And we followed. Cut the long story short. She was compensated handsomely. I said, wow. Try and see what we'll do. We'll beat you. <laughs> As you fall, you wake up, you, you dust yourself. You say, Atas just scare me by. 
and you go where you're going, isn't it? But those countries are heavy. Loopholes. If you terminate somebody's job without following procedure, they will come after you. Sue you. You pay them amounts of money. You'll be surprised. I'm telling you the truth. Divorce is a business. Huge business. Get married to somebody who is rich, then become problematic. <laughs> huh? Say, go and cook. I'm not going. Iron my shirts. I'm not ironing your shirts. Out of a story, some people were married for only 24 hours. 24 hours. A lady was married to a billionaire for only 24 hours. And divorced him and got money. Try and divorce here. <laughs> if you get a chicken, you're lucky. <laughs> but there are countries which, is, which, is, which are very heavy on that. I mean, they really, really go for you. If they see a loophole, the lawyers will come after you. If they see a loophole in your life. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you order coffee. It burns your lips. It burns your lips. You call your lawyer. And you show evidence. Your lips are burned. You'll be compensated. And they will put so many things in it. The lips were burned, and so it affected your self-esteem. So psychologically, <laughs> you have also been affected. Your facial structure has been adjusted. They'll put so many things in it. And people get compensation. Because lawyers are filing litigations every now and then concerning those things. And they say, don't pay us until we win the case. And they will make sure they win the case. Because part of what you're paid, they get a percentage. Mercy. Somebody say, mercy. That's why you can see that they have a lot of divorces there. It, it has become a business. So marry, divorce, marry, divorce, marry, divorce, marry, divorce, marry, divorce, marry, divorce. Some people have married ten times. It's a business now. Enter this relationship, you know, you'll get 10, 10, 10 million shillings. Then enter this one, you get 20. This one, you get 30. If I put together, if I get married like 10 times, I'm rich. Then I can look for the, the person I love and settle down with him now. So we can blow our millions. Ask your neighbor for me, are you genuine? <laughs> are you really genuine? But ladies and gentlemen, there is another way you can be compensated. A legal way, a good way you can be compensated for your losses, for your failures. And that is through favor. Somebody say favor. favor. Say this with me. Favor is a platform of compensation. Favor is a of say it again. Say it again. Favor. Yes. When this kind of favor hits your life, you are positioned for compensation. You see, after Joseph settled in Egypt, the Israelites 
enjoyed their time in Egypt. When they came, you remember during famine, and they came, you know, to Egypt uh, because of the invitation of Joseph as a leader. The father came, the sons came, they settled in Goshen. They were given very fertile place, you know, to take care of their animals and stuff like that. It came to a place where now Joseph died, became old and he died. His father died, Joseph died, you know, it's like another generation rose up. And then also Pharaoh died, the one who knew Joseph died. And another Pharaoh rose up who didn't know Joseph. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, And Joseph died, and all his brothers, and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful. All right? The children of Israel were fruitful. Verse 7. The children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Joseph who did not know Joseph. Now, this marked the beginning of the slavery that was subjected to the Israelites. Because this guy rose up and then he realized these guys came from a strange land. The Israelites came from a strange land. They are multiplying. They are growing. They are filling the land. I mean, the, 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 the Israelites were really, really fertile and productive. And they were giving birth to children. He even tried to sabotage the birth of sons. But God intervened, you know, through the midwives. And so they kept on growing and growing and growing. And so what happened is the king decided to subject them to slavery. They started working for the Israelites. <coughs> Sorry, for the Egyptians. They lost their protection. They lost their privileges. They lost their dignity. They became slaves with no rights and no ownership in the land of Egypt. The Bible says that the Egyptians worked them ruthlessly, made their lives bitter with harsh labor in brick and mortar and with all kinds of work in the fields. And then what happened when they could not bear this anymore? The Bible says they lifted up their cry unto God. The Israelites cried out to God. And when they cried out to God, Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to verse 25, this is what the Bible says. Give me that verse there. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. The Bible says, now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of their bondage. Tell your neighbor, God hears your cry. Yeah, when you cry out to God from a sincere heart, he hears your cry. And God heard their cry. And then verse 24, so God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. You see, when they cried to him, he remembered. Then verse 25, that's what I want us to read. Can we read all of us? And God looked upon the children of Israel. And God acknowledged them. His attention was shifted to the children of Israel. Remember I told you when, when God favors you, his eyes are on you. When God favors you, you catch his attention. God started looking at the children of Israel with favorable eyes because he saw their suffering and they cried out to him. He, he, he saw how the Egyptians, you know, took everything away from them. They became slaves. When you become a slave, you don't actually own anything. Took away their land, took away their animals, took away their rights, took away their freedom. And when they cried out to God, 
the Bible says God acknowledged them. God looked down on them and he knew because these guys are crying out to me, it is time for me to act. Their plight elicited God's favor which activated their deliverance and also compensation. So God did not just work at delivering them. Please follow me. God also worked at compensating them. Because they had worked for the Egyptians for many years. And the Egyptians had taken a lot of things from them. And so God did not just want to deliver them out of Egypt. But God decided that I will deliver you out of Egypt with some refund. Exodus chapter 11 and verse 3. When he starts giving Moses instructions on what was going to happen. 11. Exodus chapter 11 verse 3. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of Egypt. Who gave the Israelites favor? It is God. Because they were supposed to borrow stuff from the Egyptians before they leave. I wish I had time to condense the entire story because there were plagues and they were plagued with so many plagues and they go to a place where they said, allow, they say to the king, allow the Israelites to leave. But God knew that I'm not just going to deliver my people empty-handed. They have been working. A lot of things had been taken away from them. And so God decided that by the time they are leaving, I want them to live rich. I want them to live blessed. That's why he released favor. You see, when favor comes upon you, riches begin to come your way. When favor hits your life, you attract riches and wealth. You attract money. Hallelujah. May you become a mag money magnet because of favor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There are people who say, oh, money is bad. It's the love of money that is bad, but money is not bad. Money is good. Riches is good. Hallelujah. Yeah, if you think money is bad, let me also find it out for myself. And I'll tell you if it is bad or not. Isn't it? Because of favor. Look at what happened. Can we read this again? I love it. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the, of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Now, jump and go to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 36. Give me that scripture. Exodus chapter 12 verse 36. I show you something here. Very powerful. And the Lord. Read with me. And the Lord had given the people. Shout it louder. Uh -huh, in the sight of the Egyptians. So that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. It's because of the favor of God. That they were able to be given whatever they wanted. They requested for gold, they were given gold. They requested for silver, they were given silver. They requested for garments, they were given garments. Whatever they required or requested from the Egyptians was granted unto them simply because of favor. When favor comes, you receive a refund. When favor comes, you are compensated. When favor comes, God repays your losses. When favor comes, God grants unto you what you have lost. The time you have lost, the years you have lost, the wealth you have lost, the monies you have lost, the relationships you have lost, the opportunities you have lost. When favor comes upon your life, 
life, you will be compensated. I wish I had a witness in this house. Hallelujah. I have a feeling that we are moving into a season of compensation. Who am I preaching to in this house? I say I have a feeling we are moving into a season of compensation. Some of you, COVID took away stuff from you. Two years we lost businesses. Two years we lost some monies. Some of you, two years you lost some family members. But I prophesy as a prophet of God, we are entering into a season of favor. What you lost, God is going to compensate you in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder, yeah. Touch five people around you and tell them, I'm about to be compensated. I'm about to be compensated. I'm about to be compensated. What I lost, what was taken away from me, what was stolen from me, I'm about to receive it because of favor. Shout, yeah. There are people here, your businesses went down because of COVID. But I came to tell you, it is a new season. It's a season of favor. Oh, who am I preaching to in this house? Some of you, you lost monies because of COVID-19. But I came to tell you, it's a new season. A season of favor. Everything that you lost, everything that was taken away from you, your monies, your business, your opportunities, your blessings, some doors were shut because of COVID. I opened them under this grace of favor over your life in the name of Jesus. Shout, yeah! Can you give God some praise for a new season of favor in your life? You will be compensated because of favor. My goodness, I've run out of time. Because of favor, you will be compensated. You will plunder Egypt. Who am I talking to in this house? I say you will plunder Egypt. You will plunder the Egyptians. They took your gold. You're going to have it back. They took your job. You're going to have it back. They took your joy. You're going to have it back. She took your boyfriend. You're going to have another one. Handsome and better and... Who am I preaching to in this house? He's coming back. Shout yes, he's coming back. I say he's coming back. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. They left loaded with gold, with silver, with articles of silver, garments, things that had been taken away from them because God gave them favor. You see, the favor that they enjoyed was not coming from their friends. The favor they enjoyed was coming from their tormentors. You're not getting what I'm talking about. 
It was coming from the very people that made their lives difficult. Those are the same, same people who extended favorable treatment to the children of Israel. I don't know how many enemies you have. The more you have them, the better it is for you for this season. Because all your enemies are going to give you what they have taken away from you because of the favor of God upon your life. Who am I preaching to in this house? God can use anyone to provoke blessings over your life. He used the very people that made their lives difficult. Because when it comes to God, he can use anything and he can use anyone. You see, when God's favor hits your life, your enemy likes you. Yes, your enemy likes you. That supervisor who has been lifting up his nose when you show up. This week, watch his nose. It will not go up anymore. He will be smiling at you. He will be saying, what can I do for you? Am I preaching to the right people in this house? The favor of God is something. He used the very people. The very people that made the lives of these guys difficult. This morning I pray for you. May favor open a door for your compensation. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know what has been taken away from you. May this favor, favor with God, this vertical dimension of favor, make what has been stolen come back to you in the name of Jesus. Are you receiving it this morning? May your enemies release what they have kept from you. May your enemies release what they have stolen from you. May this favor activate compensation, a refund in your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive your monies in Jesus' name. Receive your opportunities in Jesus' name. Receive what has been taken away from you in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and talk to God for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Compensation, 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 compensation. Compensation, compensation, compensation. Of all you have lost, compensation right now. Oh my God. May your time be compensated. 
May your ears be compensated. Right now, in the name of Jesus, as favor is hitting your life, may what you lost be recovered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May you recover. May you recover. May you recover. May you recover. May you recover your dignity. May you recover your life. May you recover your dignity. May you recover opportunities. May you recover. dimension of favor for you to recover recover time recover opportunities recover your blessing recover your gold recover your silver
on, give him glory, give him praise. Come on, come on, come on, raise your voice. I feel something is breaking. I feel something is breaking. I feel favor is breaking things. Something is breaking. You're coming out of Egypt. You're coming out of Egypt. Compensation, compensation, compensation. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh. Kaburi. Compensation. Can I hear a celebration in this house? Come on! Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.